the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Yes, I'm a bad girl. And welcome to Hour 2 of this Bad Girls Andrea K. Show tonight. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Fauci has indicated he may be retiring, but his mandates and his commie crackdowns have not gone away. In fact, one of them is back and being enforced on in an abusive manner on our children. We're going to talk about that in a moment with another bad girl founder of let them breathe is going to be here with her response to that but i also want you guys to stay tuned because later on in the show we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to faith and family night at the padres because we want to help you guys get out and have a little fun right now in spite of bidenflation going on so um yeah let's get right into it so um (sighs) suddenly um, you know, we hear everybody been thinking the pandemic was over. Um, we don't have hospitals being overrun. We don't have people falling ill everywhere. Um, San Diego is a community with about four million people. We haven't been having any. We've heard that there's been a rise of COVID around the country. But all of a sudden, we we find out that C, the CDC has designated San Diego as, quote, high, a high risk community. And immediately San Diego Unified School District decided to reimpose masks on children effective immediately. Of course, the mama bears in San Diego who've been at the forefront of a go, pushing back against these COVID crackdowns from the very beginning got active and got mobilized and joining me now is one in particular who's been on the news and it's Sharon McKeeman and she is the founder of Let Them Breathe and she's also a candidate running for school board here in San Diego County and she joins me now. Hi Sharon, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Thanks so much for having me on. Okay, so you have been at the forefront. You and, and friends like Amy Reichert have been at the forefront of pushing back against these these crackdowns. Um, were you as but but were you even like the rest of us kind of taken aback that all of a sudden we've got mask mandates back in schools in the middle of summer? I have been trying to sound the alarm and not be too much of a downer while everyone's trying to enjoy their summer. Um, and so I was actually on KUSI warning that San Diego recommending uh you know, masking in indoor places and in L.A. saying they expected to be back by January by July 29th was the soft launch. Right. And literally uh, while I was in that interview, San Diego Unified sent out the email uh, to parents. So I, I think really the only thing that surprised me with San Diego Unified was that it was even quicker. They, they just jumped into it even quicker um, than I expected them to. Now, we've been really successful working with parents all over the state and the nation to end the state mask mandates. But San Diego Unified 
even as they were ending their mandate, uh, when, when the state ended their mandate, they were putting in place uh, policies and metrics that would return them to masking as soon as the uh, the county went into the high tier. So, you know, that's the thing that I was aware of because I'm, I'm very involved in this. I think a lot of other parents, as soon as they saw their kids smiling, they started experiencing that normalcy. You know, you just want to enjoy it. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, San Diego Unified is doubling down on, on doing the wrong thing for kids. And there's all eyes on them, not just around the county, but state and nationwide, because the transmission that, that parents are really concerned about for their kids is these mandates spreading. Well, yeah, because and, and, you know, I immediately when I heard this, I thought, yep, this is actually what Gavin Newsom talked about back in 2020 when he said he was putting the state on a dimmer switch, kind of like in your home where he mm-hmm. can move your lives up and down, your freedoms up and down, open and close, open and close at will. And that was ultimately, in my opinion, from a political standpoint, ultimately what this was all about. It was never about yep. public health. It was about exploiting a virus for power and the masks accomplished so much for them. It it was a way to um, to gain submission. It seemed like something easy that they could get people to do. And if they could get Americans across the country en masse to be willing to submit their body in such a way, then they, they, they had us at the mask in a way. And they never intended for us to ever have normal back again. And especially when it comes to the children, this should, this should remind everybody of what the real ultimate, in my opinion, I don't even have children in schools, mm-hmm. but to me, the battlefield, the battle for the future of America is through the children and in our schools. And that's why Mm -hmm. we have right now in San Diego County, where we've got the CDC saying we're at a high risk, but the schools are the only institution in San Diego County that's going back to the masks. It's because they want to use children for their end games. And I think it's abusive and it's despicable. What do you see as the main reason for why they're doing this? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. When the pandemic is over, but the government reach isn't over, and it's just intensifying. It is what this was all about. And, you know, we know that the kids are being used as bargaining pieces by the uh, the unions. OK, money is, is at the root of a lot of this. Mm. But I think also big picture, it's that that uh, that compliance. And so there's a lot of we're encouraging families be peacefully noncompliant. If you don't want a mask, then don't ever allow uh, your child's smile to be covered again. We have a smile toolkit at letthembreathe.net that has all the legal and advocacy resources uh, that we compiled as we were ending the state mandate. Parents can immediately send that to San Diego Unified to their school boards, to the state preemptively, let them know they will never go back to masking. Um, at the same time, we are also moving forward uh Did we lose Sharon? I th- I think we lost her. We might. I think we might need to. to I get- am so sorry. I'm so sorry. My phone switched over. Oh, um, that's okay. So yeah, at the same time, we're also moving forward with a um, a legal demand letter to San Diego Unified, letting them know they need to immediately revise this policy in this mandate honor students' rights to in-person education, um, or they could face, you know, further legal action. Uh, But I will say there's a lot of parents that, you know, at the same time that we hold the line for the public school system, we will never give up on uh, kids that are in the public school system. There are also families that are pulling their kids out. They're saying enough is Mm -hmm. enough, whether it's masks, gender ideology, um, they're done. And so we're also having a alternative education conference August 6th. 
um, in Carlsbad. We're going to be launching a registration for that this weekend. And it's just going to be a great time to not only really dig in. And if you're new uh, to alternative education, learn where to start. Or if you are an expert, we're going to have Jennifer Pepito of the Peaceful Press giving a keynote on rules for saving civilization. So it's it's going to be a really uh, important time, I think, no matter if, if parents are public, private, charter, or home educated, we all have to come together and realize that we are the most important influence in our kids' lives. Mm-hmm. We are their primary educators, whether they're there in public school or not. They're learning from us, and it starts with, are we going to comply or are we going to stand on our rights? Are we going to share our smiles? Are we going to remind people that the most dangerous thing that we can do is cover up our faces, lose our humanity, and just follow along with these mandates blindly. Yeah, we're talking to Sharon McKeeman from uh, Let Them Breathe. Yeah, um, going around the parents is what so much of this is about, right? Uh, this, The masking and the six-foot distancing and this stuff and the, and the in-home learning, that was about partly, particularly the mask is about indoctrinating children into being willing to be uh, submissive to the state. It, mm-hmm. As a constant reminder to them that who's in charge of their lives, it's not the parent. It's the state. Same thing with the LBGTQ, the indoctrination that's going on, all these end arounds around the parents. Um, same thing with CRT. So it's a very important point you've made that the parents need to take control back over their children's lives. There was a time in my generation in which my parents could have me go off to school and they could go to work and my parents could trust that I was going to actually get an education during the day and the morality and the rest of that stuff was going to be left up <laughs> to them. And that's just not the case anymore. Um, before before we uh, let you go, I want to play a clip because I love how you were talking about alternatives because the president of the San Diego Unified School District had this to say today when it came to options. Skins, if you could play clip four. Parents who, who don't want to wear a mask indoors in school, are there any other options for them? For the fall, there are some options. They can go to our uh, school that's online. Um, they can opt not to return to the regular school, but to go to the school where they don't have to go to school at all other than via Zoom. Yeah. Right. So that's that's the uh, that's their option that they're giving parents is to basically put your kid back in home, continuing to deny children uh, their um, their extracurricular activities, their social um, you know outlets. Um, we know that studies have done that children um, have just on math skills alone. I think I read a report recently that their math abilities are down at least 21%. We know that the, the rise of, of um, emotional and psychological issues and even suicide is skyrocketing. This is child abuse of the worst kind. And I love that your guys are offering alternatives to that, but unfortunately not everybody can take their kid out of school. Not everybody can afford mm-hmm. a private school. Not everybody can afford to homeschool because somebody's got to be at home with the child. Well, and they can't afford to have them on Zoom school. You know, a young kids shouldn't be home alone uh, on Zoom school. And and even older kids, they shouldn't just be sitting in their bedroom uh, on, on Zoom school. And I, I just have to kind of break this uh, news with you as well, which is that we had a parent reach out to us because her son... Um, it has an IEP. He's in special education. And, uh, you know, when, when the president, uh, the board president said that kids can just, you know, not return to school and that their option is, is online, uh, this parent reached out and said her uh, student was not going to come to school in a mask. Uh, and 
what she was told was basically is there would be no instruction and they would check into if there were any digital resources. So, you know, it, it, it really looks like it's just not returned to school at all. It, I mean, obviously we know zoom school isn't really school, Mm-mm. but they don't seem to even have that in place um, wow. for these summer school kids. And those are the kids that are at most risk. They're in summer school because they either need extra support because they may have learning disabilities or they actually have learning loss and they're trying to um, catch up on credits from, you know, the absolute disaster of the past two years. So I just found this out from a parent and, you know, I mean, it's it's literally like it just keeps getting worse, unfortunately. Well, right. I'm not surprised at all to find out that there really wouldn't even be any legitimate, you know, Zoom Zoom classes. Mm-hmm. Basically, just like, you know, here's a book or whatever and go home. Um, you know, in, in terms of... Um, what we should do as a community, I think it's time for us, and I'm going to say it here, and you don't have to agree with me on behalf of your organization, but I think it's time that we um, pushed back as a large community and said no. I think it, we, I mean, if not now, when, Sharon, are we going to take our lives and our freedoms back? Because I mean it when I say the future of this country, the battle for it is 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 with our children, and they are entrenched. They don't want to give up the power, and I feel like we have to take it back. Are there any rallies planned, or can we can we somehow mobilize parents to where if every parent said, I'm going to send my kid to school and they're not going to wear a mask, what could they do? Yeah, and that's what we saw. The, the peaceful noncompliance combined with the legal action uh, and advocacy is what brought about the end of the mandates. Um, so parents can access our smile toolkit at letthembreathe.net. It sounds, you know, sweet, but it is a, a, a massive resource full of legal letters, really hard hitting resources. Also, of course, families can just refuse to comply. Their students have a right to share their smiles on campus. They have a right to free speech on campus. Um, and then, you know, go to letthembreathe.net, donate if they can, because mm-hmm. it does take money to, to move this legal action forward. We're going to be sending a demand letter to San Diego Unified. And uh, then also we will have a one-click campaign that uh, parents will be able to send email, uh, call the district office, send videos, um, you know, with one click. And we want to just make sure that the San Diego Unified Board understands uh, how much opposition there is to this mandate because it's, you know, obviously impacted these summer school students drastically, mm-hmm. but we need to make sure that they end this mandate and they revise their policy before uh, the fall because these CDC recommendations, you know, are, are completely outdated. LA doctors at a presser last week said that even though cases may be rising, they're just seeing a lot of people with bad colds. The right, ICUs right. are not overwhelmed. You know, this right. is this pan, this is endemic at this point. Right. Cases don't equal caskets, and we don't even have a high mm-hmm. case count at, at this point. This is just fear mongering as an excuse. Uh, one final point I want to make is that uh, one of the things that we need to do is to start getting more active. You know, you you are, and, and so many in San Diego are, and not but not enough of us are actually active, actually putting feet uh, to the street and participating, getting active, and that includes running for office. Right. Yeah, I was uh, saddened that uh, I, I got from my friend at the San Diego County Republican Party that as of this past fall, I think there were over 200 seats where Democrats mm-hmm. were running unopposed, and many of them were school districts. It's hard for us to sit and complain when we're not being willing to do right? anything <laughs> about it. Are you running for school board? I am. I am running for Carlsbad uh, Unified District 1, and uh, this week was the first week to file, but that filing period goes on for about a month, and uh, we are posting on our website 
some school board training resources that uh, we hosted with California Policy Center. If parents are considering running, um, I, I really encourage them. It's going to be more effective to step up and be the school board than to continue to talk at the mm-hmm. school boards that are not listening. And for those school boards that are doing the right things, parents need to get behind them, support them, keep those trustees in their seats. And then also, if a parent, you know, isn't ready to step up, find uh, the parents that are running in your district, support them, uh, do everything that you can, um, you know, to support a a change of leadership and people that are going to put kids first, support families, and also uh, insist on fiscal responsibility on these school boards. Sharon McKeeman, thank you so much. You are a hero. You're my nominee for Hero of the Week, even though it's only Tuesday (laughs) from Let Them Breathe. And tell everybody where they can go to support your school board run. Yes, so that is Sharon, S-H-A-R-O-N, the number four, carlsbadschools.com, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you, thank you for being here tonight, and God bless. You too, thank you. All right, now y'all stay tuned, because we're going to shift, well, we're not really going to shift gears. We're going to actually stay on our school topic, but we've got some, and normally I do a lot of school stuff on Fridays, but this is something I couldn't wait to share with you guys. I couldn't wait till Friday, so stay tuned for that. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Remember, coming up soon, uh, we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets to Faith and Family Night at the Padres. It's going to be on Saturday, July 30th. Perfect day to get out to the ball game. I'm not even a baseball fan, and I love going to the Padres down at Petco Park. It's just super fun. Of course, it doesn't get any better than being at an outside ballpark on a Saturday evening in San Diego, and the weather is amazing. So stay tuned, and we're going to tell you how you can call in and win that ticket. Okay, before the break, we were talking to Sharon McKeeman about uh, the new San Diego mask mandates. Um and, and, you know, it's just, as I said in my interview with her, that's just, it's just another example of how the left, the battle for the future of this country is through the children in our schools. Everything is about indoctrinating them to churn out little socialist soldiers for the state. Everything, and, and in the course of doing that, it's about an end around around the parents, taking over the, the mind control over children. It started out in colleges and universities, then it went into high school, then it went into junior high, elementary school, and now they're now that now they're sitting three year olds down in, in front of Drag Queen Story Hour in pre K. That's what's going on here. The and it has been shocking to me the advancements that they've made, how it has just exploded, right? I mean, Bob Walters and I were reporting years ago on uh, the sex ed curriculum, how pornographic it was. Fast forward just a couple of years, and now we've got thousands and thousands and thousands of school teachers across this country posting all day long TikTok videos that Libs of TikTok is finding, of which they are literally bragging about how they are recruiting children and manipulating and controlling their little minds. And it is absolutely abhorrent. They are the cancer that we've got to route out of society if we are going to save this country. And we've got to have everybody running for office being willing to push back against this. If all you want to talk about on the campaign trail is lower taxes and lower regulation, I'm not voting for you. Because it, you're, you're, because you are contributing to the demise of this country through the children. Here's a case in point of a teacher. 
I think this was found by Libs of TikTok, of course, because Libs of TikTok is actually doing the journalism work that we're not getting anywhere else from anybody, including Fox News, by the way. I want you to listen to what this alleged teacher is bragging about in this clip the Skins found today. Clip five. I've been wanting to do content around this day, which is really important to me as this is my first year as I'm out as a non-binary teacher. Um, But it's hard. It's hard to think how to talk about it and how to make it pithy and catchy and... Right. Let me stop right there. Um, why is she... This, that's the entire point. It's hard to think about how to talk about it. Why are you talking about it? Why are you talking about your private parts with children? First graders. How old are first graders? Are they like seven? Seven years old. At first, it's like, how, how do I talk about this? I, I, I didn't get a degree in elementary education like a lot of my sorority sisters did. But at no point when they were going through their classes and I had some of them as my roommates, did they sit down and go, gee, I've got to think about this lesson plan on how I can talk about who I want to have sex with and how I feel about being a woman. Carry on. I I sent what felt like a pretty vulnerable email out to my colleagues suggesting a whole bunch of resources for each division and offering to come into their classes. And I'm so grateful to the three allies or accomplices who invited me into their class today to read. I just read They, She, He, Me, Free to Be um, to a grade one class and uh, I just read this book to a grade one class and one of the students came out as trans. Um, staff knew she was trans and we talked to her parents last night about me coming in uh, and they'd given it the go ahead. And uh, it was such beautiful proof that kids of any age are absolutely capable of accepting anything that they are taught with love. That's the whole point, too, isn't it? That they know that children are capable of accepting anything. If this person had sat down in front of them and started talking about how you can be a cat like the feline gal, the, the feline friend that we, we played the clip of last night, I guarantee you first grader, six, seven year old would have been like, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I want to be that, too. I, I self-identify as, you know, an alien from outer space. I guarantee you how many kids would have put their hand you we've got adults that are about to descend in san diego county in costumes grown men dressing up in all kinds of superheroes you don't think a five-year-old or six-year-old boy or girl if they're presented with some uh, uh, some opportunity to identify as some kind of superhero some kind of transformer who's part part this person part that you don't think you don't think you get some hands up going yeah that sounds amazing of course they know that they're corrupting little minds and how narcissistic and disgustingly self-centered. I don't know what cluster of personality disorder is involved here, but when th- her, this person is basically admitting that in order to assuage her own intense feelings of insecurities for herself and who she is, she's got to basically go around and find other people in order to uh, join her bandwagon to the degree to where she's wanting to recruit little kids. And as somebody who believed that a mistake was made and I would have been happy to join the boy bandwagon because I didn't ever wanted to play with a baby doll in my life as a little kid. I scraped all my toenails off riding a bike with no shoes. 
right? I'm the one that jumped off of, of an air conditioning unit off the back and almost bit my tongue in half. I mean, there was, an, there was no part of a girl that I wanted anything to do with. And I'm grateful that I was allowed, left alone, and wasn't preyed upon by these kinds of predators who were so miserable and never found happiness in their own life that they've got to corrupt the minds of little kids and call it education. And shame on any parent who goes along with it. That's my rant for tonight. And usually, like I said, usually I like to keep the education stuff with Bob Walters. But you know what? Since that is the battleground for the future of this country, right? I mean, it's almost as though I got to be doing education segments every week. Um, and, and it's also a reminder of why, like when we were talking about with Sharon, why we've got the uh, parents need to stay involved in the kid's life. We've got to put the focus back on the family. We've got to get faith back into our lives and in, and in our classrooms and in our homes. And I can't think of a better a better thing to do with a family than go to Faith and Family Night for the Padres, July 30th. It's uh, So Faith and Family Night is on Saturday, July 30th when the Padres take on the Twins. Um, so we're going to give away right now, we're going to give away a pair, two tickets to the Padres Faith and Family Night on Saturday, July 30th. And after the game, there's going to be Q&A. There's going to be testimonials with the players. There's even going to be a post-game concert featuring uh, Christian music from San Diego, a guy named Phil Wick. Oh, Phil Wickham. Um, okay, so here's what you're going to do. We're going to open up the phones, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. Fifth caller wins the pair of tickets, nothing nothing major to go through, and then we will, um, the promotion department will get you the tickets afterwards. 888-344-1170 if you want a pair of tickets to the Padres. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We also like to give things away here on The Andrea Kay Show and AM 1170, The Answer. And we just gave away a pair of tickets to Faith and Family Night at the Padres on July 30th. And Daryl won those tickets and he joins me now. Hey, Daryl. Hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm doing great. I haven't been to a Padres game in a couple of years talking about going with my daughter so the timing is perfect thank you so much oh well i'm so glad you got you you got the tickets and you got to go so are you a big baseball fan like uh potato skins is well you know i am not a huge baseball fan but i'm a huge i mean i always root for the pod race i've gone to a lot of games i'm a sports fan yeah i always root for the whole home team and i love the stadium i love the, the ballpark i should say Oh, isn't it amazing? Awesome. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a huge baseball fan, and even I like to go down there to games because I'm also a huge fan of liquid cheese. So anytime I can like sit somewhere, enjoy fresh air and sunshine, and eat nachos with liquid cheese, I'm all for that, Daryl. So well, there you uh, <laughs> go. I think you got everything. <laughs> um, I don't even know if the Padres are having a good season. I just know it's a, a it's a fun time to go. And congratulations on getting the tickets. And um, hopefully, you gave all your information to Potato Skins. Yes, he gave me the thumbs up. So the promotion department will get this. Awesome. And I hope you and your daughter have a great time. Well, thank you, Andrea. The Padres are having a winning season, at least. Okay, good. All righty, then. Very good. All right, Daryl, have a great night, and thanks for calling in. Thank you, Andrea. Listen to you every day. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Take good care. Um, Okay, so, um, wow, I'm kind of, you know what? I think I might have to go to Faith and Family Night and have me a little fun. 
at the ballpark. You know, I don't even know anything about how baseball works. I, I'm a recovering NFL addict. I could tell you, I could watch every football game with you and like break it down and give you analysis. Not so on the baseball, but like I said, it's still a fun time. Just the easiest to be, way, Andrea, is just root for the Dodgers. To, oh, we didn't give tickets away to the Dodgers. This no, is we a, didn't have to. We are a San Diego show. Um, all right. You know what? Um, we've got to give some new information out in terms of speaking of having a good time. Um, I hate to bust everybody's groove on a good time going forward, but it is vacation season. A lot of people were looking to thinking pandemic's over. We're going to get to go into having some fun, whether it's going to a baseball game or taking a cruise. But Skins has some information he found to share with you guys that has to do with uh, new COVID guidance for the cruise industry. I mean, based upon what? We do not have case counts going high, although case counts don't don't have anything to do with case counts don't equal caskets. This has just got to be a global, you know, people people got too relaxed having a good time. We got a crackdown movement going on. Um, so here's what um, this comes out of of uh, travel news by Fox 35 news staff um, and and Port Canaveral, Florida, which is, I guess, where a lot of cruise ships go out of. So there's new uh Regulations, I guess what it means is um, you're going to have to, well, of course, you can't travel if you're sick with COVID. That's obvious. If you tested positive within five days, that's obvious. If you've had close contact with a person within five days, you've got to get quarantined. Um, But actually, you know what, as I'm looking at this, as long as they're not given a vaccine requirement and being forced to do something stupid like wear a mask when you're out on the when you're out on the deck that's positive to see yeah so i don't necessarily have a problem with that um and if you've had covid wear a mask with it around others through day 10 um i actually think that this isn't too terribly bad but it's time for us to get back to complete 100 percent normality and that means um, no, and the reason why I, I'm asking for that with these masks because we know masks don't work. And how do we know masks don't work? Because Fauci told us they don't work. How do we? And how did he tell us? Well, he didn't really tell us. He at first he he well at first he did. Um, he said that they don't work and that that it's a waste of time. It's like a feel good measure. Then when he decided to push mask mandates, that's when he came back and said, "Well, I lied." And the reason why I lied was because I didn't want everybody buying up all the masks and keeping them away from nurses. But then we saw an email in which a friend of his had contacted him and said, "Look, do you think I should wear a mask?" And he's like, "No, don't be stupid. They don't work, right?" Um, I just got a message, and you guys can email me at any time. In addition to calling in 888-344-1170, you can always email me at any time um, at com. I just got an email from a friend and listener who said, I knew Deborah Burks, Dr. Bad Teeth. I knew Dr. Bad Teeth had had a book out, but most of what I'd heard about the book is that she was being Dr. Burks, being kind of weaselly, refusing to admit that it was a leak from the Wuhan lab. I guess our favorite congressman, Andy Biggs, tweeted this out yesterday, that Dr. Deborah Burks admitted in her book that she falsified COVID data in order to advocate for lockdowns and other draconian measures. Uh, Biggs finished his tweet by saying she destroyed our country from within. Um, my first shock, my first reaction when I saw that was, wow. For her to even admit that says a couple of things. First of all, it says it, it, that kind of admission you don't make that kind of admission unless you know that the deep state is so deep and so wide that nobody's ever going to be held accountable for anything like that. 
either herself or anybody else going forward. She's retired. The fact that she admitted that, if she's getting any pension from the government, which I believe she is, she should be prosecuted um, because lives were literally destroyed from businesses being shut down, people's jobs being taken away from them, drug abuse, child abuse, sexual abuse, suicides, and beyond. People died. Dr. Burks lied, people died. Dr. Fauci lied, people died. What all did she lie about with COVID? We, but, and, but then my second response is, didn't we already know? Didn't we kind of already know from the beginning? Wasn't it kind of obvious they were lying? Wasn't it kind of obvious they were lying when they told us that 20 million people were going to die if we didn't lock down the country? Wasn't it kind of obvious they were lying when they said, oh, for the first time ever in the history of the world, we're going to lock healthy people into their homes? Wasn't it obvious they were lying when they were shutting down schools, when it was obvious not long in that it was really a, a, a pandemic and a crisis for the elderly with comorbidities? We kind of we could tell pretty early on it was lies. And you know Why? Because if you didn't allow your brain to be consumed with panic and fear, then you were able to um, able to sift through the nonsense and apply common sense to the situation. And that really should have been the case for everybody from the beginning. Um, they relied on fear and panic to have people set aside reason and rational thought. Dr. Burks could not have gotten away with what she got away with had we all retained our common sense and our rational thought to the situation and uh, and applied not just our common sense and rational thought, but applied our principles as a nation and the culture that we hold dear, which is individual accountability, individual responsibility. We are not a collective. I'm not responsible for anybody else's health but mine. It's not the government's role to protect me from catching a virus. Had we held to those principles, she wouldn't have been able to get her crap over on us. Before I take a break, I'm going to quickly go to the phones. Troy from San Diego is on the line. He's got a comment on my comment a while back about an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. Hello, Troy. Hello there. Uh, hey, hey, Troy, we got to have you turn your, I think you've got your radio or something on in the background. If you can turn that down so we can hear you. Okay, there we go. Okay. Um, I think that uh, when you talk about that, first of all, that's biblical. That's what God said for laws for very simple to deter people from doing crime. And here's the deal. At this particular point in time, we will have to have somebody come into office very much like Biden is trying to do. And we're almost to the point where we're going to have to have a dictator, a dictator for the people, though. Okay, And who will come in and do what it's going to take to reestablish the freedoms of America. And that is going to be a violent process if we do it. I mean, it's, uh, you, you know my point on uh, separating from the seceding from the union anyway, and this is the big reason why right here. Well, I think so here's, here's where I got to disagree with you. I think what we need and what Trump should have done was he should not gone there with any thought or consideration for a second term. He went there thinking about reelection and he got sucked in by the uh, those who spend their entire life in Congress thinking about the next campaign and the next reelection instead of doing the right job. He doesn't need to be a dictator. We need a we need a, a, a new Republican to go in there and fire everybody day one. We need a Republican to go in there and not just fire everybody day one, but also um, get rid of entire institutions like the Department of Education. The Department of oh, e- yes. the, oh, the EPA. Yeah. We need to get rid of. We need to get rid of yeah. the EPA, and we need to get rid of the Department of uh, the Department of Education. Just those two alone. Think about the restoration to the people of our freedoms. 
and what would happen in this country, okay. what would I'll- save us. I agree with you on that point, and I think that there's enough people who will agree with you on those points. If we can get, you know, maybe God will give us a second chance by giving us a true Republican Mm -hmm. uh, Congress and say, this is your last chance. That's my personal view on the matter. Yeah. Um, But I agree with what you're saying right there. You might be right there. However, I will disagree with one thing if you think Trump should be in office. you got to understand, Trump is dirty. All right? I don't think Trump is dirty, but what I think he is, is I think that he built his entire career off of working with Democrats and Republicans and is still stuck in a mindset that you can actually work with Democrats and we cannot work with Democrats. And and, and on top of it, I think he also continues to buy in the notion that the establishment Republicans, that he can also work with the, the, we have a uniparty system going on right now. We only had 18 Republicans that voted against Sweden and Finland joining NATO which now obligates yeah. the, which obligates yeah. the United States of America to militarily defend Sweden and Finland. Are you kidding me? We have so few yeah. conservatives in office. What we and so True. so Trump Trump's biggest issue is that he actually thinks that he can work with people that want to destroy him and want to destroy this country. And we cannot reach across the aisle with people who want to destroy us and destroy this country. And he okay, and, and, but you just kind of made my point right there. Well, we're up against a clock. Wrap us up. Then. You're going to have to have a dictator to go in there and say, ah, this isn't going to happen anymore. Well, and there's a difference between. Well, well, we can agree on on um, not working with people. The difference is we a, a dictator is not going to get anything done. That would be somebody uh, doing everything by executive order, which isn't going to hold up in the courts and isn't yeah. really going to get us anywhere. What we need is we need a Republican to go in there and clean house of the deep state, the FBI and the DOJ, get rid of the D- Department of Education, get rid of the EPA and say and and surround himself with a very small uh, cabinet and ba- basically say, you know, we don't need all this machinery. I don't care if the government shuts down because the only primary function that the role of the United States government anyway is supposed to protect us and protect our borders. So quite frankly, I'm willing to let everything shut down and, and in the meantime until we rebuild it properly according to the U.S. Constitution with people within Congress that are going to uphold the U.S. Constitution. That's my, that's my idea. I'm up against the break. Troy, thank you for calling in. You're such a good friend of the show. Y'all think I'm crazy? 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break. We come, we come back. You guys can share your thoughts. I'm thinking my man Skins might have a comment on what I had to say or what Troy had to say. So come on back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Heat wave across Europe. Um, I don't know if you if you saw that, but there was a big article. I think it might have been Daily Caller that said uh, 21 people collapsed on the beaches of Italy, and I think it was Italy or maybe the south of France, somewhere in Europe, and died. And uh, first thing I thought of was was that heat, or really was that you know uh, sudden adult death syndrome skins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hot out there, but it's not like it's never people act like it's never been hot globally or in the country uh, over the course of time. It's called weather. Yeah. Yeah. And never, never in my lifetime have people just that many number of people just dropped dead on a beach. Right. Look, I lived in Vegas. Ever had your head stuck inside an oven? I grew up in the deep south where it's almost 100 degrees and 90 something percent humidity. And I've never seen people. And let me tell you, when I was growing up in the deep south, there was a whole lot of beer bellies and chain smokers. Okay, they weren't exactly like 
a bunch of Johnny Unitas's around me when I was growing up and they could still go out and mow the lawn in the middle of the day in jeans and short sleeve dress shirts, sucking, sucking on a ciggy and come in and drink a, a cup of hot black coffee. OK, and nobody fell over dead. Yeah. With this new syndrome or whatever it's called, where people are just suddenly dying, Andrea, that's, you know, when you relate it back to the vaccine and how many people have gotten vaccinated, gosh, it gets you to wonder. Well, yeah, there's this retired NFL player the other day, 38 years old, who supposedly died of heat stroke. It was 80 something degrees in his house. Had 80 something degrees. Come on. There's something going on here. So um, uh, the Hoover Dam blew up today. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. What 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 the huh? It just seems like there's just a whole lot of explosions going on around a whole lot of things that involve pipelines that involve food supply ish chains and if not food manufacturing and plants and farms. It just it just what was the reason? <sighs> I didn't catch the reasoning. I, 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 it wasn't a bomb. I, I think it was some kind of it was some kind of a natural event, like maybe a gas pipe or something like that. You know, that, that caused it. I don't think it was anything untoward. Um, you know, if it was anywhere near this rally held today by the Democrats, we could make a joke about about a lot of gas being spewed. Uh, there were 17 members of Congress who were, quote, arrested outside the Supreme Court, but they weren't really arrested. We had the Ilhan Omars and AOC being very typical AOC with her phony. Remember, AOC went dressed all in white and did this photo op down uh, during the Trump administration down at the border where she was supposedly outside bent over crying outside kids in cages. And it was out. It was a fence at, around an empty parking lot. Well, that's kind of what happened today in D.C. Supposedly, all these female, these haints, as we call Call him. That's what we call an evil woman in the South. We call him Haints. All these Haints from AOC to Ilhan Omar to Cori Bush and beyond, they all went to Ayani, uh, Ayanna Presley, etc. Uh, they all went to protest the Supreme Court today. And then when they were asked to leave, they all put their hands behind their back, like pretending, <laughs> pretending they were handcuffed. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that kind of bad acting since. Well, you know, if she I really wants to get arrested, you arrest her. Well, they they, they weren't arrested, no, no, I right? Know, I, I know. mean, it was all phony. I mean, this is just makes Mariah Carey's acting and glitter look like good, look like you know top acting. It's just, it's just such show. It's just such show. Meanwhile, the American people. Oh, and and AOC wasn't she complaining like some Monday or last week that it's just costing her too much money? People just don't understand how much it costs to be a congressperson, right? She's well, okay only if she goes away. She's only making two hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, how do you expect her to live on two hundred thousand dollars a year and drive a Tesla? How she's surviving? I don't know. Um, you know, but clearly, you know, the getup she was wearing when she was arrested. And by the way, who goes to a rally wearing wearing platform wedgies, shoes and which is basically like heels and uh, and like a blazer? OK, she it was this was not a legitimate rally. Um, but on the entertainment scale, it actually gave me a giggle. So for that, I'm grateful. And I'm grateful for you guys being here with me tonight. Thank you all so much. Thanks to my guest, John Guandolo. And Sharon McKeeman. And thanks to the listeners. Thank you, Skins. We'll see you tomorrow night on Hump Day, Wednesday. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.